1: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
2: every day. What is going on, guys? Me and Ed are back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards episode. And we have a very special guest with us matt Moderno, he is the host of the believe in wizards podcast and he also writes for bullets forever thank you for joining us today matt how you feeling
1: uh thanks for having me guys i'm happy to be here
2: of course and firstly i want to thank you guys for making locked on wizards your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms this episode of locked on wizards is brought to you by mcdonald's proudly serving communities since 1965. mcdonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty affordable food It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. So, hey, we got some questions, let's get right into it.
0: Yes, sir. So the Wizards are first place in the Eastern Conference at the moment. You know, we're going to take that and then ride high with it for the moment. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on the game last night. It was a crazy game. Um, Just a way for the Wizards, crazy way for the Wizards to come back and win. I just want to get your thoughts on that game. Uh, Who stood out to you? Who was your player of the game? Who was your X factor from the, from the win last night against the Cavs?
1: That was an ugly one, fellas. I I mean, it was, it was hard to watch for, uh, for, for most of the night. And I am an avid listener of you guys. I will, I will admit though, I was in the car all day today uh, on work calls and I did not listen to how you guys summarized uh, your feelings after this one. So I'm, I'm getting this in real time with you too, but uh I actually love an ugly, gritty win like that. I mean, that's something that we haven't seen in D.C. in a very long time. So I, I was actually pleasantly surprised, pleased that they that they played an ugly game and still managed to pull it out. And I think that's kind of what Cleveland's been doing all year is that huge front court just kind of uglies up the game and they rely on some clutch shooting from the guards. Obviously, I think not having Sexton there was to the Wizards' advantage. But uh, player of the game, got to go Harrell, man. I, I think he was just... Uh, super clutch i mean i i know what kuzma did at the end and i've been very pro kuzma but i, I don't think you're in that game if harrell doesn't kind of um make a few timely uh, offensive rebounds and putbacks along the way so i would actually have to give it to him even though obviously what, what kuzma did is so exciting and super clutch and, and i'm happy for the guy maybe even give brad a nod for the pass like i you know we haven't always seen that so that was cool
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, me and D, we, we we went with Kuz as the player of the game, of course, because the the clutch shots that he hit, that he hit. I mean, he didn't even hold up his form. he you like know, just kept snatching it back, but everything was a switch, and it was just hilarious that you know the Cleveland fans were heckling him and the things that he said after the game too. But Kuz was clutch. I mean, you can go either way. I had I had Trez as the X factor. I mean, he kept us in the game in that second quarter when nobody else was scoring. He was the one that was scoring. But I mean, you you couldn't go wrong with either pick.
2: Yeah, and I mean about the gritty win. I, I agree with you, Matt. I love a hard fought win. You know, it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. And I said that when we were reviewing the game. You know, the Wizards led for what was it eleven seconds in that second half? Yeah. And those they only needed eleven seconds to pull out the W. And those are signs of a good team. You know, you find a way. The offense is not going as good as you need it to be. Is that people are struggling? I mean, you got guys like kuzma montrez picking up some of the offensive slack for guys like bill who was struggling kcp who struggled and dimity who struggled you know so that that's just really good for the team montrez him being a leader bringing that energy you know you don't always have to wait for other guys to bring energy lead by example montrez came out hot bringing energy lead by example montrez is one of the leaders on this team and he led so i mean I'm very impressed with the team. I, I was very impressed with that W, man. They they stole that one from Cleveland, in my opinion.
1: Not to be a Debbie Downer, can we talk about KCP for a minute? Like, where did this jump shot go, man? I'd heard from Lakers fans that that's kind of his thing. Like, he dropped 21 night and then not score for, like, the next three games. And and that's kind of where we're at. Like, he had a lot of really good open looks last night, and it was just clanking all of them. I mean, that that – that's probably not even that close a game if, you know, he shoots his typical 35-plus percent. Uh, so I'm not sure what's up there, but that, that one hurt us, I think.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, that's the thing with Kuz. That's what Lakers fans – well, we, we don't want to listen to Lakers fans about Kuz. They'll say Kuz is just terrible. He's the worst basketball player ever to exist if you listen to Lakers fans. But, um, yeah, Dinwiddie, too – that's Man. the thing. Bradley Beal had an off night too. He was 0 for 10. didn't we had a pretty bad shooting night too. So that just shows how tough the Wizards is. The Wizards are this season. We've had our better players with bad shooting nights, and we just find ways to win games. So that's what I love about this team too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely facts right there. And to get into our next question, Matt, how real do you think the Wizards are? I mean, have your expectations changed from you know their ceiling? How sustainable do you think the run is?
1: I had 41 and 41 before the year, and and I was telling everyone that would listen, like, please hammer the over on the 34 and a half. But I I was only sort of, you know, going from 34 and a half to 41 is still a pretty big gap. And it looks like maybe I really undershot it with the 41. Uh, This looks like at least a high 40 wins team by the way they're playing right now. Uh, But, you know, you you lose Beal for a couple games or you lose Dinwiddie for a couple games, like maybe that that handcuffs you a little bit. But I mean, I did, I didn't see this coming. Like I did not expect them to look this good. Did not expect them to win those kinds of games. You know, I thought they would beat the teams that they should beat. maybe lose to the teams that they shouldn't beat. like that. That Milwaukee win is crazy to me. Like I I still, I went back and watched that a second time because I I was in the building. So I couldn't do rewinding and stuff like that and, and stopping things. But Uh, that deserved a rewatch because it's just like, wow, this is a gut check. You've got Beal forcing the shot clock violations, like uh, just stuff we haven't seen in D.C. for a very long time. And I'm a little biased, but I think this fan base deserves it, man. We've seen so much just like ugly basketball for a better part of like 20 years. So um, I think we're due for a little fun at least.
2: Yeah, and I mean, 41 and 41, I think that's – that at the beginning of the season, I feel like that was a very – honest, non-biased assessment. I think that was pretty fair. You know, this is... If you would have told any, you know, non-biased you Wizards fan that the Wizards would be 8-3 and three at this point and number one in the Eastern Conference, tied for it, they probably would have called you crazy, you know, yeah, and just a homer. True. And I wouldn't blame them. I mean, what this team has done, we talked about the depth and we spoke about how, how at every spot... They have serviceable NBA players. They don't have to rely on the Isak Bangas and Mo Wagners. They got players, and they got guys. And we were all excited about the West Unsell Jr. hire and getting a coach in here who preaches defense. We've seen the Wizards' defensive statistics. I mean, it's been great. And they're one of the best three-point defending teams in the league. So I think half-40s, man. Half-40s is really realistic. What do you think of it?
0: Well, yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, but I keep saying I'm I'm starting to get bullish on this team, and I you know I, I feel like I can be confident on this team where you know just DC Sports in general, I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Smart, you know, right? But seeing this team play, the energy that Montrez brings, we we have a coach that makes adjustments. We have a coach that will sub guys out, let Denny finish the game if he's playing defense really well. He'll let Trez finish the game if he's playing defense really well. He put Kispert in in big situations and Kispert uh, played well, he's having Bradley Bill step up and play defense and push him and play better. You know, he's calling timeouts at the right time, making great substitutions. So we have a legitimate head coach at West Jr. it's only 11 games, but – um, and, and knock on wood, with, what you said, Matt, with, you know, Dinwiddie being out, Brad being out, knock on wood. um, We, we just got depth. We got guys that can pick up the slack. Um, You know, Dinwiddie's not having a good game. Kuzma will step up. Same thing with Kuzma's not playing well. KCP will have a good game. So this this roster is deep. You know we made the trade with Russ to bring in more guys. So when when guys are having off nights or somebody's injured, Bertans has been out, Rui's been out, Thomas Bryant's not even back yet. So this team is super deep. So I, I love this team. They're fun to watch. They play hard. Um, but yeah, and I I want to ask you about the Wizards' identity next. But we'll get to a word from our from our sponsor before we get to that.
2: Yes, sir. We will. This episode of Locked On Wizards is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose is a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I've gone to McDonald's after games, after school, just to get a quick grab to eat. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Locked On with this watch party? I'm loving it. And we also have a message from our friends over at BetOnline. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. online where the game starts so ed let's hop right back into it
0: yes yeah, sir so what do you think is the Wizards' identity is it too early through 11 games but you know last year our identity was just roll the ball out there whoever gets to 140 points first wins the game so what would you say is the Wizards' identity so
1: far i i think that The identity has to be kind of this mantra that we've heard from, from Wes Unsell junior over and over again of next man up. I think, you know, what you hit on with the depth there is that is the identity is that whoever is the hot hand on a given night or, you know, whoever has the freshest legs or whatever that is, they have the ability to roll out the next, you know, wave of guys. They could really do hockey substitutions on this team if they wanted to. And, and honestly, go 13 deep, potentially. I mean, there are very few teams in the league that that go beyond like eight competent guys. And I think at least for the regular season, if you just have the ability to put like serviceable NBA players on the court for an entire, you know, 48-minute game, I think that's sort of their identity is just, they're going to push you for the entire length of the game. And there isn't this, hey, you know, the 10th, 11th, 12th man guys come in and, and now the other team can kind of, can kind of eat or, or, you know, rest or coast or whatever. So I I think, I don't know if that's like a real identity or not, but that's kind of how I see this team continuing, continuing to win games. Most definitely.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it is early. I mean, Kyle Kuzma said it would take 20 games to get there. So, I mean, we haven't found it yet, but I think we're a legitimate, a defensive team. We're ranked fourth in defensive rating. We're like first in defensive, a field goal efficiency. I mean, just the complete opposite of last year. We we're ranked dead last in points per game allowed. So it's, it's 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 just it's it's just a breath of fresh air for the Wizards.
1: Did you guys see this Kevin Pelton stat though? About uh, I forget what like the exact terminology is. I am not the stat guru of the group here, but <laughs> uh, essentially, players are shooting well below league average on the types of shots they're getting against the Wizards than they typically would against everyone else in the league. And I think realistically what that's saying is that they've been a little lucky on a lot of those kinds of instances. I, I, I don't know if I buy that or not. I think there's more context to, to some of these stats that, that people throw out. But at least like the, the last Boston game, I did watch that and think, wow, this team never misses the kind of shots that they're missing tonight. And so I, I think there has been a little bit of that. So um, I, I wonder how that those defensive numbers look. 30 games into the season. Are we still a top 10 defense or whatever? But I think as long as you're a top 10 defense, you have a chance at a deep playoff run.
2: Yeah, I think as far as that, which is interesting, I feel like if the Wizards at least make it tough, they they play good defense, they, you know, get a hand up on shots. I think that can contribute to guys continuing to miss shots that they normally would make. You know, if you leaving guys wide open, et cetera, then they start knocking down those tougher shots as well. But if you start off playing tough defense, getting a hand up, switching, making the right defensive callouts and plays, they may start missing those shots that they typically make, you know, because you've been making them work all game. Mm-hmm. So now they get those open looks. You know, they haven't really been hot all game because you've been playing good defense. Sure. Now they're missing those shots that they typically would make. So I think the Wizards' identity A scrappy defensive team. They're not going to score 140 points anymore. That's not the type of team that this is. You know, they slowed the pace down. They're more slow, more methodical. I I think, you know, defense, gritty in a fight. You know, they they fight and they scrap. They bring energy and they play a lot of defense. I I think that's a really good identity that I've seen so far through the first 11 games, personally.
1: I I don't know if this again sort of counts as an identity too but the versatility with this team is -hmm. huge you could kind of match up with with realistically anybody I worry a little bit about like who on this team covers Embiid and, and like that's one particular matchup that that scares me a bit but pretty much everybody else like if you wanted to go small ball five and have Kuzma out there at the five you could still do a large lineup and have you know when Rui comes back him at the four and KCP like you, you could still have like a bigger group, even with a smaller and kind of running lineup, or you could go super big and put a Kuzma at the three if you wanted to. So I think that's, that's a big deal for them too, is that they can kind of match up with whoever they need to match up with, you know, given, given who they're playing against.
2: Yeah. And it's interesting that you brought up Kuzma, cause that's who I'm going with for my next question. Thanks. What do you feel about Kyle Kuzma how do you feel what in his game has surprised you or impressed you the most
1: uh gotta be the rebounding right I I mean I think we saw a little bit of the defense especially in the bubble I mean again it's only been 11 games or whatever but you know I don't think he'd been that consistent defensively for most of his time in LA so but at least you'd seen flashes of it I had never really seen the guy go out and get 14 rebounds in a game or, or something like that um I am not to be like the Debbie Downer. I am a little bit uh, underwhelmed by, by the ball handling surprised in a negative way. I guess I, I got suckered in by the workout videos in the off season of, of him, you know, doing the spider drill, but you know, like I, uh, but, but otherwise like if he can be a catch and shoot threat, like he's been be tall, be long, you know, they, they put Pat Connaughton on him for a stretch in that bucks game. And I, like he tried to take it to the hoop a little bit more, like, I like the assertiveness, but he hasn't been just, like, jacking up shots from everywhere, at least not every game. There's been one or two nights like that, I guess. But, yeah, the rebounding, I think that's got to be the surprise. curious to hear what you guys think about that one.
0: Um, I'm thoroughly impressed with Kuz. I mean, the rebounding has been the biggest surprise. I mean, he's averaging nine rebounds a game. He's had a couple of double-doubles already um he's done really good defensively i thought he did a solid job on i mean evan mobley had a great game same thing with jared allen but you know kuz had to step in and play the five and guard those guys at at times he has to step in and guard miles turner in the pacers game i thought he took advantage of those matchups john collins for the hawks so he's had to guard um some guys who play big and who are really physical but he stepped up to the challenge um i think when rui comes back he can learn from kuzma his rebounding prowess Mm-hmm. Um, Kuzma being able to stretch the floor too. I mean, those those shots were huge. And like I said before, this man got a lot of scrutiny from the Lakers. It's hard to play with LeBron. It's hard to play under that spotlight. And he was a question mark. You know, he was rumored to be traded to, you know, for the Wizards to use him in a package to get somebody else. But I'm happy we we ended up keeping him. So shout mm-hmm. out to Tommy Shepard on that too. Um, but yeah, he he's played like a professional. He's really been professional. He's really been a huge piece and he can be a guy that we can go to now. Like you said, the ball handling is not great. Sometimes he's dribbling the ball off his feet, like in preseason. I remember he doubled dribbled a couple times, but confidence is coming with him. His game is, is – really, you can say anybody's coming off his game is fully with confidence, but you can tell, um, you know, when he's playing with confidence, that's when he really is at his best. So I, I love what we got from Koo so far, but um, I do want to ask you about Trez. Um, but before we do that, we'll get to a quick word from our sponsor.
2: First, guys, once again, I do want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And now we do have a message from our friends over at Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all of the good food and treats and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert, but isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Beast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most bill bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar, with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut bill bar, or go for a raspberry bill bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Bill is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a bill bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried to build bar yet. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. The offer is to go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: So, Ed, let's get right back into it.
0: Yeah, so I, I just want to ask you about Trez. Um, he's been the heart and soul of this roster. I just want to ask you how how, how good have you thought he's been so far? Has, has his play surprised you how good he's been? And um just want to get your thoughts on, you know, when Thomas Bryant gets back, how the center rotation is going to look.
1: Uh, yeah, I've always kind of been pro- pro i like anybody that that plays hard and i think he's a huge regular season guy too you know you get to that that tough spot in the season you don't have to question whether or not he's still going to bring it uh so I, I think that's a big luxury for for any team to have a player like that but i did kind of assume that you know there'd be some mid-season move and he'd be part of that package for a playoff team that needed another big or uh, to make the salaries work or, or whatever it is. Uh, there aren't a ton of wizards players that, that can make some of those deals work from a salary perspective, other than like him and Bertons. And I don't know who wants Bertons at the moment. So I, I kind of thought he'd get shipped out of here, but he's been so crucial for them. I, I'm, honestly, I think you could make a, like a really strong argument that he's been the best player on the wizards overall from start to finish this season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how you trade a guy like that. Um, uh, and given how close he's become to Brad and the connection they have, I, I can't imagine that that sits particularly well with Brad if they talk about it. So I think what that means is that we'll see a little bit of Bryant when he's healthy enough to play, and then he's probably out the door at the deadline, I would imagine, um, unless you can't get anything from him, and then you might as well keep him You know, at, at that point. But to me, like, Trez is the guy that Bryant should watch. Like, that's the player he should try to be like Mantra's actually been a lot better defensively than I thought he would be, but still not like the cornerstone of his game, but he beats guys down the floor. He rim runs really hard. Uh, You know, he's, he's not the shooter that Bryant is, but that maybe that gives Bryant even an added dimension. So I I've loved everything he's brought. I mean, from the first media session, I'm like, I'm going to love this guy all season because he's a good listen. He's a good quote. And he just seems like a good dude, and and I think if you have a locker room full of good dudes, uh, that really helps your chances of being like a successful cohesive team. So I I think he's been instrumental.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he basically is an example of DC basketball how hard he works. He's just a blue collar hard worker. I mean, Ted Leonis is already wearing his jersey to games. Him hitting half court shots, I, I just can't talk enough about Trez How good he's been.
2: Yeah, I mean, the guy has been amazing. He's been a beast. I mean, you see the MVP predictions and stuff when they go. (laughs) uh, I mean, the rankings when they're on Twitter and Montrez has been in there pretty consistently. And, I mean, you talk about that six-man-of-the-year award. I mean, he's got a really good shot at it, again. So, you talk about being a vocal leader. That's what he's been. You know, you seen the tweet when he tweeted that he's got to be better, et cetera. He's backed up that tweet ever since. He's tweeted it. And that's what the Wizards need. And for Thomas Bryant, I honestly don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was traded just because Gafford just got paid. And Montrez has just become such a huge key off the bench. And like you said, close to Brad as well. And they've built that relationship right there. And just his stature in the locker room at this point. He's become such a vocal leader and important leader on the team you know you can't you can't take a guy like that and his production off the floor for long you know and i'm not a big i'm a big on if it ain't broke don't fix it you know so that's just me i definitely think we're all in the greens here that montrez Harrell has been a beast so to get into a couple questions i'm a bunch of these two together
1: can i throw one more thing in there on i on Montress real quick yeah go ahead go ahead my my i have this like my own personal theory here is that every good team needs at least one mf'er, like a guy that nobody else on another team wants to play because one he's a little crazy two he plays mm-hmm. with like a ton of energy and i don't know who that would be for the wizards other than then Trez, I, like, I, you need that dude that like the other team is like, oh shit, this guy again? Like, really? We got to deal with this? So I, I think he kind of can't uh, downplay that part of it, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he said he wants to be the bad cop. He's been the bad cop. He's been the bad guy. The craziest thing is that he's 6'7", and he has like a seven foot four wingspan. <laughs> so he's like under the rim, and he has long arms, and he'll just go up and just dunk it when you don't think he'll be able to dunk it. So that's like been the most impressive thing with Trez so far.
2: Yeah, Trez is definitely that MFR. I would say that 100%. He gives my vote for that. But <laughs> to move on to the next two questions, I'm going to kind of bunch these two together for time's sake. Um, how do you think Rui Hachamore fits in the rotation when he comes back? And what are your thoughts on Denny Avdia and his development?
1: That's a great question, man. Uh, I, I think Rui's interesting, right? Like we, we've questioned the assertiveness um, I, I've always kind of questioned like, what is he, uh, not really a three, but is he a big enough four or athletic enough to be like the starting power forward on a deep playoff, you know, team? Like, I think if you having him be able to come off the bench would be an amazing luxury for any team, a guy that could start on any given night or, you know, Kuzma's having a bad night or, or whatever it is. Or you could play him some at the three, you know, given the matchup or even some small ball five if you really had to. But he's not really a great rebounder. Uh He's not, let's say, a consistent perimeter threat, uh, even though I do think he's kind of better overall than he's actually shot so far. So um you can get maybe some of those mid-range touches a little bit more if you're playing against second unit guys. So. Uh, just maybe the personality too, from somebody that that's kind of seems okay taking more of a back seat. He might actually like coming off the bench, a little less pressure, a little less you know expectations maybe. So, um, I, I think that would be an amazing thing for him. You you like you said, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I would not pull Kuzma from the starting lineup for any reason at this point in time. Uh, and I think you need KCP out there as sort of your best perimeter de- defender in the starting unit. So for me, I think he would be, he would be a great off the bench option and, and he can realistically fit in with any of those guys that that's sort of the plus to somebody, um, you know, not really having a clearly defined role. It also means that there's, there's opportunity for him to be versatile and same thing kind of goes for Denny. I've always been pro Denny is actually better playing a bigger position in the lineup. So I, I think he should always be at least a four I think even some moments of small ball five Denny would be kind of cool to see, depending on on the team you play. Maybe it's a little tougher to do, but uh the defense has been crazy. I mean, I, I really didn't expect that. I wasn't super high on Denny. I'm very happy to be wrong there. Uh, the offense is a little concerning still. I know i heard you guys talk about uh some <laughs> some, some of the tough misses here and too, but I just wanted to dunk the ball. Yeah. Just, just throw it down one time. Cause he can do it. You'll see him in like layup lines. He'll, he'll throw down like a pretty, you know, cock it back and dunk it. And you're like, do that on somebody like just once. Uh, but Hey, for a second year guy, I mean, to be that good defensively already, you know, we've had a couple guys on our show, especially guys that, that play bigger positions and they talk about how it usually takes three or four years to really understand how to play defense at a high level. And if he's this good after two years, I mean, i I can't wait to see where he is in year five or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how good defensively is. For him to, you know, put the the clamps, as he calls it, uh, on Giannis, throwing up of the X. Um, it, it's crazy to see him develop that way. But offensively, it, it will come together. He's just got to finish. I don't know if it's the ankle injury where he's still recovering from that. That could be possible. But, you know, he, he's still got to make layups. There's no excuse for that. He is nine, so. Um, But I'm happy. I'm happy with the way he's played so far. He's finished games and had big moments. Uh, But, yeah, we do want to get to the preview. We play the Orlando Magic Saturday night. I hate that we have this gap because I'm actually really thirsty to watch the Wizards play again. Um, But we played the Magic. They're three and nine. So I guess you could call this a trap game, if you will. Um, They got, you know, Robin Lopez. They got a couple former Wizards on there. Um, but I, I do want to ask you too. Who who do you think the, is the Wizards' closer? But we'll get your um, keys to victory against the Magic. Who do you think is the Wizards' closer so far? Because you know Bradley Bill's kind of struggled. Not kind of, he has struggled in those moments. Um, but yeah, I just want to get your your take on that. Who who is the guy where you know like Max Kellerman says I want Iguodala. Do the Wizards have that guy yet? Um, and then let's get your keys to victory and bold prediction for the Magic game.
1: I really thought it would be Dinwiddie. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm a little concerned with what we've seen from from Dinwiddie for most of the last two games, three games-ish. Last night, I think he mostly just kind of missed shots you would expect him to make. They were actually good looks. He tried to get into the paint a little bit more, which we hadn't seen for a week or so. So I, I think that's probably going to be your guy more times than not. He'll hit a clutch three late in the game, something like that. Um, but I actually think Brad can do it uh i think he can make the shots to do it i don't think we want brad dribbling for 20 seconds and then taking a tough shot but uh i think you know like we've been talking about for the last half hour like it can be kind of anybody which is is nice you feed the hot hand on a given night kuzma's done it you know Neto's made some tough shots uh kcp is typically a little bit of a better shooter could he uh could he hit a clutch corner three or something to win a game that wouldn't shock me and um, you know, going to to Harold to draw foul late in the game, like uh, they, they've got a lot of options, which is great. Uh, keys to victory: Cole Anthony has been like crazy good this year. I don't know if you guys have watched much Magic yet, but he's yeah, we saw his interviews. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> insanely tough to cover. Uh, to cover, so I think that's going to be big for them. Uh, and then, like Franz Wagner has been sneaky really good for them um so kind of interested to see like him and denny match up at some point too just like european guys that are both really solid defensively and move the ball well and like um you know might be a little bit of like the spider-man meme thing going on there too i think they kind of do the same things for both teams so uh i guess i will be the first to admit i've kind of checked out on media stuff for the last two days because I, I was visiting some family. So. I'm not sure what the situation is with Brad. I, obviously I think most folks have heard about the death in the family. So yeah, I, I think there's a reasonable expectation that he might not play this game. Potentially. Uh, I haven't heard that confirmed. I don't know if you guys have heard anything on that or not, but um, you know, if, if he misses the game, that that makes things a little tougher for us to match up with them. So I guess we'll kind of have to see what that looks like.
2: Yeah. And what would you say your bold prediction would be if you have one?
1: Um. Uh, I don't know if this is bold or not, but we never seem to beat the Magic, so I think this time we're going to beat the Magic. <laughs> and that might be as bold as I'm willing to go with uh,
0: – Terrence like Ross it. gonna have 40 points.
1: Oh, God, man, that will <laughs> hurt my heart if we give, like, whoever the worst player on the Magic is at this point drops like 30 on us. Not the Terrence Ross. Hey, a Robin Lopez revenge game would be wild. <laughs> or a Mo Wagner revenge game. <laughs> you never know. Right. Yeah.
2: Robin Lopez with the hook shots, man. The 99 – Overall, the the hook shots, (laughs) I mean, hopefully he don't have a vintage Wizards, you know, hook shot performance on us. But, I mean, mean, we got to end it off there. You heard it here from Matt. Bold prediction, the Wizards, they get the dub against the Magic, you know. So, once again, I do want to thank Matt for joining us. I appreciate it. Also, guys, once again, thank you so, so much for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now, make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And that's all we have for you guys today. Once again, thank you for Matt for joining us. Thanks for and having you me. Already, guys. Guys, you guys already know me and A will be back at you with another episode.
0: Yeah, and Matt, if there's anything you want to plug, you know, I know you're big on the G League and and uh, you know just, uh, promote the go go. So um, you know, bullets forever. If there's anything you want to plug, you can go ahead.
1: Uh, believe in wizards, both forever, that kind of stuff. Uh, we're gonna, like I said, like Ed said, we're gonna try to do a little more go go coverage. It sounds like folks are kind of interested in that, and there's really no to else that seems you know super focused on on those kind of guys and if the wizards are actually gonna like make that a priority it'd it'd be nice to have like some opportunity to get those to know those guys a little bit more so that's what we're gonna try to do a little bit more of here and there just to to show them a little bit of love but i just wanna say you guys do an awesome job i i told ed this when he came on our show too that i the fact that you guys can be consistently entertaining and keep the energy up as often as you guys do the show here i think um you know, Folks Folks who haven't done a podcast, uh, it is tough to do so that these guys <laughs> do it as good as they do it, as often as they do it. Um, hats off to you guys.
0: Appreciate it, man.
2: Appreciate that, Matt.
0: Yep. Everybody have a good one. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.
1: Peace.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On
1: podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music
0: app today.